They lead. They need you for the lead in. So I really don't have. I mean, we don't have to say like "Welcome to No Ops" and none of that stuff anymore. Yeah. So I guess we. Welcome to another episode of No Ops Podcast, your podcast where opposition may be the topic, but the resolution is the focus. I am your host, Naisha D, and alongside of me is my guy, Elijah James Jr. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> this should be interesting. <laughs> I'm excited. It's Samuel Addo, right? Yes. That's how you pronounce your last name? Yes. Okay. So, Mr. Addo, can you give me or give us like a brief bio of yourself? Who are you? Um, where are you from? What's your relationship status? Do you have any children? Let us know. All right. Like you said, I'm Samuel Addo. I was born and raised in Ghana, West Africa. I am a married father of a son Aww. who just turned two this month. Oh, cutest little thing. Thank you. Congratulations. And I'm in law enforcement. How long have you been married? I've been married for five years. Five years. Traditionally and two years legally. When you say traditionally, Mm -hmm. what tradition is that? My tradition from Ghana. From Ghana. We have a traditional marriage, which basically is considered an engagement Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. in this world, this modern world. So, wait, wait, wait. How is it considered engagement here? Break that down for me. I'm trying to understand. Because, uh, when people have engagement parties, that's not really a marriage. Right. So since engagements are, you know, an occasion to announce we getting married, mm-hmm. our traditional marriage is not really considered a marriage in the Western world. So it becomes the engagement party for us. Hmm. And so traditionally, which you Marriage, is there is there a ceremony like is there like like uh, somebody what do they call it? the um, uh, officiator? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, uh, it's it's traditional in the sense of customs. You know, there's rites of passage. You know, and that's one of the rites of passage getting married, mm-hmm. and we basically get a. List from the girl's family. You have interest in the female. You go with your family to her family, elders, and they tell her family you have interest in marrying your daughter. And then that's when they start to communicate. There's a list of requirements that a man has to meet, right. which is called the bright price. Right, or, right. A dowry? A dowry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that you have to satisfy, and there's a date set to actually have the ceremony. Do you have a deadline to uh, complete this list before you get married? Um, I would say no in this modern day because everything is basically set up before you even get to that stage. You 
already in a dating relationship with somebody. It's just following tradition today. Mm -hmm. But in the past, I would believe so. Because there will be other men who would also come and the best will be picked out. But today, you know, it's more than well. We're just following tradition. That's all. All right. See, because you two seem to be, well, I know you're well versed in it and Nas seems to be somewhat versed in it. I have no clue on (laughs) what this list is and how this happens. So what would be like uh, an item? I'm guessing it's things that are purchased or, or, or is it achievements like achievements you have to make? Like, do you have to graduate college? Is that on a list or you have to be, I don't know, like what's on a list? Uh, basically a a list of things that you have to buy. Okay. I I know in other cultures there's requirements like cows, like if you look at the Indian culture, they require certain things to marry into certain families and they keep Right, you know, certain, certain. What should I say? Values in the family that they want to keep going on. Okay, mm-hmm. but with us today is more of a list of things to purchase. You know, so you have to. Do you have to make sure you have a home for your wife? You have to make sure you have land for your wife. Like, what are some purchases that you? That's, or not, you don't have to tell me what you bought. No, 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 not you. <laughs> I don't I don't care what right. you purchased, but just like a general thing that might be on the list or that's usually on the list. A general thing will be a, a ring, a Bible. Wow. Wow, a Bible. Cloth, which will be material for sewing, clothes for the female. Wow. You know, drinks, which will be alcohol, snaps, and, you know, different things. A suitcase, traveling suitcase, so. It's a couple of stuff, but every family's list differs. Got you. Okay. Okay. Because we have different tribes in one country. Okay. So you were born and raised in Ghana? Yes. Yeah? Yes. And when did you come to America? I came to America November 11th of 2006. Oh, wow. Yes. You kind of like still fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Like 2006? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's that's pretty dope. So, how old were you when you left Ghana? I was sixteen, wow. turned seventeen, in America. Okay. Okay. And you came with your like your family, your parents, not your family, but your parents, or they, your parents sent you. How did how did you get here? My parents sent me. I, I came with my mother. Okay. okay. My mother. Is originally from Newark, New Jersey, and my father is straight. Boom, mind blown. Got you. <laughs> okay. So how did your mother from Newark, New Jersey end up in Ghana? She, um, when she was in college, she went to Liberia once, did a study um, abroad yes. program, ended up into the African culture. But later in life, she met my father here in New Jersey. Okay. Okay. And he did the same thing I did. Came to college. Mm-hmm. Worked. Ended up meeting up. And, you know, down the line, he moved his whole family back home. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you were born and raised in Ghana. 
your mom is from Newark, New Jersey. Your father is from Ghana, but he came to America to study, correct? Yes. That's cool. Okay. And just for the record, these are not my biological parents, but I've been with them my whole life, so that's what I call them. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. My life you, is interesting. Very. Yeah. I, and, and and I'm interested. Yes. Like, I would like, is that something that you're willing to share? Like, they're not your biological father. I mean, parents. Have you ever met your biological parents? One of them. And that would be mom, dad? My father. Your father. My, my mother passed uh, giving birth to me. Wow. How old were you when you met your father? I've always known him my whole life. Okay. I knew the whole story. So, but sad to say, 30 years after I found what really happened, I just knew my mother passed, but I didn't know the specifics. I just found out this year. Is is that something we wait this year? This year. Right. So is is that something we can get into or is it too fresh for you or yeah, I mean, it's real quick though. Before, before it, I hope you do. But if you, before you go there, so let's just go back real quick. Your mom, who's from North New Jersey, and your father, who's from Ghana, that came to America to study. Those two are not your biological father. I mean, biological parents. parents excuse me. Yeah. But you've always known your biological father. Yes. Right. Okay. So you you said you knew him. So were were you guys like interacting with one another when you was in Ghana? Yes. Okay. He used to come around, he used to visit. Okay. You know, he just made the ultimate sacrifice, which was uh, allowing somebody to take Raise care of his, his kid. child. Yeah. And you were told all of your life that your mom Passed away, but didn't know how she passed away? Yeah, I knew it was through childbirth, but I didn't know the specific way she passed away. And is that something that you're willing to share? Yeah, it was a malpractice. Oh. Yeah, 30 years ago. So I just found out, you know, when you think somebody passed away from birth complications Mm -hmm. and you realize... They were somebody, somebody's fuck up, right? It was a um, overdose of anesthesia, so she never woke up. Serious. Yeah, and I just found out, like literally last month. How was that for you? Like, did that really make a? Did that? I'm pretty sure it did, but did it really make a difference from you for you that um, it was malpractice versus complications? Although she still was. Gone, unfortunately. Yeah, it made a very big difference. Cause, I mean, growing up, you you go through a lot of emotions when things don't go well. You think about certain things, how they'll be different if other things didn't happen. Right. And sometimes, you know, we tend to blame ourselves for certain things. You know, you that was like, my question. Oh, you know, if it wasn't for me, it should be here. Mm. You know, and right. you lived your whole life thinking that way, only to find out like. It wasn't even me. Uh-huh. Was that a sense of relief? Um, I mean, it's so fresh, so it wasn't really relief. It was just 
you know, anger, sadness, you know, okay. different emotions of, wow, you know, if people did the right thing. Right. You know, this wouldn't be what happened. But the same way, I wouldn't be here today talking to you guys. Right. Okay. So how is your relationship now with your biological dad? Um, We've always been good. Okay. Cordial, respectful. Mm-hmm. But uh, today as a man, as a father, I tend to have a lot of questions. Like? And that's how I found out because there are a lot of conversations that have never been had. There are a lot of things I don't know about my biological family. Mm-hmm. So I went back home this March and we had a very intimate conversation because he felt like we were losing each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it opened the door to a lot. So lately we talk a lot about not just checking up on each other, but like telling me things about, you know, my life, my past. You know, we, we have conversations. So. And again, and I think I've said this in every single episode that we've have, uh, we've had thus far. Like this is why I love this platform because, you know, you and I interact on social media, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, like hey, you know. But everybody has a story, and I promise you, I would have never guessed this was what I was going to hear. Uh, absolutely, you know, not everything is for everybody. Right, you're right, you're right. And this is the first time everybody's sure? going to be hearing this. So. You're going to feel so light when you leave this room. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I promise you. Okay, so you can you can you tell us what your profession is? Law enforcement. Okay, and how long have you been in law enforcement? You want him to answer it, or you want me to answer? It? <laughs> Wait, now, I just want to clarify, though, when he says law enforcement, he is a police officer, not a correction officer or any other officer in law enforcement. He's a cop. Okay. Um, no, but this is your story. You you tell him how long you've been a cop and yeah. I mean, how many times you've been a cop. People have jokes for me, that's why. <laughs> really? What are the jokes? What? Okay, uh, so first tell me how long have you been a cop? I've been a cop for five years. Okay. I've been into... I've been a first responder for six years. Okay. And becoming a police officer, is that something that you've always wanted to do? Like, is that something that you thought about back home in Ghana? Like, or I want to become a cop. I always wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) I always wanted to be in the military. I always wanted to do something that was bigger than myself, Mm. be out there. In between the good and the bad Ooh. to make. To mediate a, it. Yes. Right, right. Oh. I can dig it. So making a decision to become a police officer, is that something that um, you have full support in, like from all of your family? Well, I'm the first person who actually took a different route. I come from a family of educators. Okay. My father was a math major. He actually Oof. taught nice. 
in Essex County College. Okay. Mm-hmm. He also taught in East Orange High. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I met somebody, saw my name. Oh, it's happened to me twice. I'm like, your name is Otto? No, I used to have a teacher called Otto. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, that's my father. And then I'll tear up because he's no longer here. Mm-hmm. You know, so a small world. Right. My oldest brother, he's a math major. He, he's he been doing a lot of study. I mean, teaching abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, every two years, take a contract, different places. And the brother before me, same thing. He teaches kids with special needs. And uh, my mother was a librarian. So, wow. you know, I have other three siblings. But okay. basically, I'm the only one who took a very different path. Was that shocking for everyone, this decision that you made? Um, not really, because I've always been different. Mm. But, you know, they weren't too crazy about the idea. They were worried. I've always been different. It immediately makes me want to ask you, when was the first time you felt like you were different? The first time? I, I don't remember, but... I just know growing up, I was different. I knew that was in my blood. I knew I looked different. I felt different. I acted different. Oh, no, wait. Okay, so your siblings, these siblings are actually the biological children of your non- Biological parents? Yes. Okay. Ah, so you were... Okay, okay. got you, got So you. the difference is right there. The difference like is, is, yes, is there. Okay, yeah. all right. Got okay, it. okay. Do you have any siblings um, by like that your biological dad has? Um, yeah, okay. I have one sibling, a sister, older sister. Okay. Same mother, same father. Ooh. And I have two other... Siblings from my father's um, afterlife mm-hmm. with my mother. And how was your relationship with them? With my sister, we we are close. We we speak. We keep in touch. Okay. Because you know, uh, I could have been where she is, you know, and I'm not. So I I try to keep in touch with her. And where is she? She's in Ghana. Oh, she's in Ghana. Okay. I was I was expecting that to go somewhere else. But okay, all right. So she's in Ghana. Yes. And do, growing up with this, um, I know we're going back and forth between you growing up and what you do now. We're going to really get into what you do now. But okay. I just want to just ask, did you ever feel at a time that your sister may have blamed you or or held some type of ill feelings towards you? Actually, Because no. of what happened to your mom? Actually, I, I never did. Because, um, I mean, I, I didn't really know exactly what happened, you know. Right. And I don't think I really thought of it that way. Good, good. So, okay, so you're from Ghana. You now live in USA. Can you um, share with us, if you can recall, like any differences in policing from back home to hear is you laughing? Yeah. I'm I'm so serious because I'm interested. Like, okay, you made this decision to become a police officer. This is not uh, a path that anyone else in your family has taken. 
And just looking at, you know, we, we watch the news and it differs in different countries. Um, but I'm not sure people have the accessibility to even understand or watch what goes on when it comes to policing back in Ghana, unfortunately. So was there a difference or do you see a difference in policing? Yes, it's a huge difference. I mean, policing in Ghana, as as Ghana people would say, people have said it's a lawless land. Which, which land is lawless? Ghana? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. How so? Because people do anything and everything. The law is not really effective. The laws are there, but they're not really being enforced. And the enforcers are part of the problem. So it's different. Mm -hmm. Taking bribes, you know, harassing people. Actually, it's it's like things you see on TV in the third world, you know, as far as law enforcement. Right. You know, they they can do a lot and get away with a lot, like assaulting people. And That's so interesting that you describe it as such, because being American and speaking to people that's American, that's exactly how we see it here. The yeah. harassing, the the bribing, um, you it know, happens. It, right? So, it's, is it's, it really different? It's, it's really different. Okay. And you know, I'm not even speaking from my perspective. I'm speaking from things that people have shared with me. You know. Okay. How. You know, things are very different here. The police are respected. They do their mm-hmm. job. You know, they... So, I mean, a lot of people from third world countries respect and appreciate the work of the police because they don't get that same quality of work in certain countries. Interesting. Okay. But, you know, everybody has their opinion. So you feel as though the police are more respected in Ghana versus here? No. Okay, okay. Vice versa. Vice versa. Okay. They're more respected here than they are. Are they more feared in Ghana than mm-hmm. they are here? Is my question. No. Then so so the police in Ghana are not feared or respected. So basically they just I mean, what do they do? Like they just what do they do? I'm gonna ride around and just what? <laughs> I don't know what they do, but they're not doing their job. That's wow. that's that's the problem, you know. And I mean, they probably do their job in certain areas, but when it comes to the norm, I I think the biggest problem is they are not well paid, so they try to make their own ends by hustling gotcha. others. Uh, and when you say hustling other things like, like, like pull somebody over, they don't have a license. It's either you give me money or I'm taking you to the station and we're going to harass mm-hmm. you and waste your time and make you go through hell. So hmm. it's easier and cheaper to just pay that bribe and keep it moving than to actually go through you know, and the community knows that, like it's cheaper yeah, to it's, let me it's, just. It's norm. It's the norm. Mm-hmm. And another sad thing is, you have to pay people to do their jobs. Like it's sad, you know. My job is to issue you your driver's license. Why do I have to pay you to get my license 
to cut through the line to you know not go through a hassle. That's that's just the norm to to move things. You have to move brown envelopes to wow. have things moving. So cash is king. Yeah, like Akon said, cash moves everything around me. <laughs> so. I like the way you picked Akon. What about Wu Tang, man? <laughs> what about Wu Tang? I know you from I Africa. I can only speak I, based I know, on what I know. I, oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you're in America now, and Wu Tang. That's a Wu Tang thing. No disrespect to Akon. Okay. But no disrespect to the Wu either. So I have a, um, I guess a, a <laughs> just saying. Though. Sorry. Um, uh, let me first say that um, I've had so I had I wrote down so many questions for you, but just like when you hit like this, how it started off, I'm like, ooh, okay, so maybe I'll I'll ask. Some other questions because your your story is interesting and, and and just looking at you right now it feels as if the space feels as if there's so much to open up. That's a lot, you um, might right? Need, you might need another episode. <laughs> we got time. So, um, first, do you consider yourself an immigrant? Absolutely. Okay, and what does that mean to you, uh, being an immigrant now, being here? from another country, do you have a sense of pride or is that something that you hold back or hide? I have a huge sense of pride. Okay. Everybody who knows me knows where I'm from. Okay. I've never tried to hide it. I don't act so American. Uh And I try to influence people around me a lot with my culture, with my food especially, and my music. Definitely with his food. And I'm happy, music. I'm happy you said you try to influence people with your culture because the next question was, do you believe the cultural differences from where you're from, from Ghana to America, plays a part in how you protect and serve? Um, To some extent, yes. How so? Because I... I understand what people wish they had back home. Uh-huh. And I also understand, you know, the struggles people face here. And, I mean, it's two different things. Like, at the end of the day, the law is the law. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you you still have that understanding for people. And sometimes it, it makes it hard, but... You have to put your feelings aside and just do your job. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be biased towards Africans mm. and, you know, enforce the law with Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to have a balanced equation where I'm just doing my job and putting all that aside. Mm. Do you do you get or do you feel like you get? An expectation of, um, I don't want to say favors, but of leniency, I guess. Or right. Like people expecting you, oh, are we both African? Maybe you can cut me a break. I mean, for the most part, if they don't look at my name, they don't know. But that's the thing with Africans. We look at names and we could tell who you are, where you're from, basically. So somebody sees my name, Otto, they mm-hmm. automatically know I'm from Ghana. Oh, you, know, you see a Nigerian name like uh-huh. Oku, Oku Zawando. Uh huh, uh huh. You know, he's Nigerian. <laughs> you know, right. so 
sometimes they see my name like, oh, my African brother. And mm. I still explain to them, hey, listen, got a ticket for this or, you know, this is why I pulled you over. This is what you did, you know. And I mean, at the end of the day, they're very happy to see an African as a law enforcement officer Ooh. because it's not as common as it should be. Mm. And I guess just this past year or two, I've started to see a lot of African officers as far as um, in Newark and, you know, other towns. But before, I used to feel like I was like one of mm-hmm. a million, mm-hmm. you know. But they might be out there that I just don't know about. But Y'all should start an Instagram page or a Facebook or something. <laughs> right, right. Together. I'm pretty sure. It's one already started, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or it'll be packed as soon as you start it. Like, yeah. they'll come through really yeah. quickly. But they're always happy and they try to get my phone numbers. I'm like, no, sorry. I can't give you my number. Wow. You know. Oh, so y'all family just... Y'all really family just from just from being from Africa. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting to see somebody you can relate to, somebody mm-hmm. who knows where you came from and understands, you know, right. who you are as a person in a different environment. Right. You know, and I travel a lot. When a lot. I, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. When I go to other countries and people relate to me as American, mm-hmm. they they happy to see another American. Like, oh, where you from? Where you live? Oh, I'm, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, I'm from Florida. And, you know, you start a conversation. But I guarantee you, if we were in America, that conversation wouldn't even start. Oh, absolutely not. I get that. Mm-hmm. But because we are both Americans in another land, right. we have something in common now. Right. But when we are in America... You might be white and I'm black. We don't have anything in common to even start a dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. So you came here at 16. You turned your 17th birthday was here. Are you finished school already, or you're? Yeah, when I came here at the age of 17, I started Essex County College. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, graduated. In 2009, mm-hmm. I started in 2007. Went to Montclair State. And upon graduation, I got a job. What year did you graduate, Montclair? 2013. Okay. I walked. Okay, okay. 2013, yeah. I but walked. But while, <laughs> while I was waiting to walk, I was in the police academy. So wow. I was blessed. Wow. I'm blessed. <laughs> so when you, when you, when you got here... You said that you always wanted to be in the military or between, you know, the right. the, the barrier between good and evil, let's just mm-hmm. say. Um, did anybody guide you? Like, did anybody guide you on how to um, how to become a cop? Because, like, when I when I was going through, I met somebody at a job I worked at, and he just come in and tell me all these crazy stories about all these car chases and all this stuff, and and I was naive. I thought that to become a cop. You had to be like grandfathered in, like I, like your father had to be a cop, or or I didn't know anything yeah. about a civil service exam or anything like that. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, I had somebody, and uh, that shout out to Hamilton. He um, was my coworker at 
Northwest Airlines. That was my first job, my first real job. Mm-hmm. I worked at Northwest Northwest Airlines, which is now Delta. Mm-hmm. And we used to work together. That was his part-time job. He was a corrections officer. Basically took me under his wing like, hey, you know, try to advise me, talk to me. And he came to me with all these um, forms to fill out. <laughs> hey, fill this out. That's you cool. know, he gave me fire, police. Wow. <laughs> parole officer. Wow. Corrections, you know, filled them out. And, you know, he was like, you know, do a good job in this. You know, they pay good, blah, blah, blah. And me always having that interest in, you know, a career like that, I took it. But I didn't still know what to expect. I didn't know the route. So he started it for me. Mm -hmm. And from there, you know, I took after. I also applied by myself for state police, for U.S. Customs Homeland Security, which every exam I took, I passed. I got an offer. Wow. But I ended up being a police officer because that was the first thing that um, was ready to go. So I wasn't going to turn that down and mm-hmm. wait for, you know, state police or corrections. I mean, customs. Are you happy with your decision? Uh, yeah, very happy. You know, because <laughs> he'll tell you, <laughs> I've left and I'm back. Yeah, this is why I said earlier. He, <laughs> this is what I said earlier. Like he's been the cop a few times. Like he, this guy, this guy has a journey for you, man. He, and he, and, but the best thing about his journey is he keeps adding to it. Like mm-hmm. he, he ain't sitting still. You just add just shit. Want to be the best I can be, and you know sometimes I'm I'm a Christian, you know, strong believer. You know sometimes you pray on things and. You just wish you can just hear a voice say, yes, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, God, should I do this? Should, mm-hmm. I, should I take this job? Should I take this offer? And it's hard. It becomes stressful because it's like, I don't know what to do. I'm running out of time, you know? Follow your and gut, man. It, ha- it happened Follow to me. Gut. Yeah. That's it. Went to the fire department. Was a firefighter for a year. And, um, what? <laughs> This dude, yeah, you know, I thought I thought this was it, but immediately I graduated from the fire academy. I knew this wasn't for me, you know. But yeah, I I experienced it. I I enjoyed fighting the fires, but long term I couldn't see myself doing that. So God being so good, I was able to jump back and jump ship. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. Like, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to leave being a police officer. I don't think it's possible. Go on my dream and go back. It worked for you. With God, anything is possible. (laughs) It it happened. I don't know. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but it happened. I also almost left to go to state police. Mm -hmm. Thank God I didn't um, resign yet. What's your sign? I said, thank God I didn't resign. I know. What yet. is your sign, though? Pisces. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, I I went for the awareness weekend and uh, I made my decision. It's like, uh, I'm already situated here. I'm, I'm established. Let me just stay put. And 
I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here too. I mean, here here in our small, tiny, tiny space. All right. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> you're here. I appreciate you, man. I I was really excited about um sitting down with you. You know, we talk all the time, so yeah. I was excited about sitting down with you because I knew. Once we started digging this, and we the crazy thing is we didn't even break ground. We didn't. Like you just came, <laughs> you just came out, shots fired. I, right, I'm right. like, what, what? Like, right. you know, I'm, 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 I'm glad because, and, and I always say this, like, when the people who know our guests personally, I know they always hear something that's like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, mm-hmm. like you could never imagine. And I've heard at least twelve things already. I'm like, damn, I didn't know that. I knew about your jell off rice, but I didn't know nothing about <laughs> right. nothing about all these parents you had and these. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. about Hamilton. Shout out to Hamilton. Where's he at? Hamilton, uh, he's a state corrections officer. Right. Hamilton, if you're out there, man, shout out to you, brother. Hey, Hamilton. I'm glad you brought this man into my life. I appreciate you. Yeah, he um he's still he's still very active in my life, even though we don't work together no more. You know, he was at my wedding, my engagement. I mean, both weddings. <laughs> both ways. Yeah. Right. Relationships right. are real, man. Relationships you know, are real, man. Sometimes you make my fault connection. Yeah. He's he's a very strong pillar in my life. So okay, so you you filled out all these applications, you became a police officer, then you became a fireman, or you 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 went through the academy, then you came back to become a police officer again. But I I guess it's rightfully so that I asked you this question. Do mm. you have any fears? You just seem like someone that just tackles everything. Um, in other words, do you wrestle lions? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they always have jokes. No, no, <laughs> tell me it didn't feel like that's what she was going. Like, like you have no fears, Mr. Like, big back African man. Do but you I, are... I know you have some. Actually, we what all he said do. to me yesterday. What did you say to him yesterday? He said, listen, me and this dude, we got a good connection, man. Like, uh-huh. and I'm a and I'm a I'm a jokester. I like to tell jokes. So they they had a cookout at work. Not a cookout. I don't want to say a cookout at work, but they were cooking mm-hmm. while working, because you know outside. Yeah, police aren't supposed to eat. But they were cooking while while working. And uh one of the other guys at work was saying how well this man cooks. And this man does cook very well. Hmm. And I just said, like, oh yeah, well, he's been cooking on an open fire all his life. And then, <laughs> but but it was just come on, man. This is this is what we do to each other. Like whenever the doors open, he comes in and jab me, and then he go and, and that's how we that's how we live. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> it's all love. Okay, I, okay, because that it's was all our love. joke, but that wasn't for the world. But I mean, someone laughed. Yeah, I can't deny the listeners. Oh, it's listen. <laughs> someone, <laughs> listen. Oh yeah. People always ready to laugh. Oh, yeah. just, trust me, trust me. They're just not willing to say it. Y'all might more laughing here, but right. I got some friends that's gonna hear this and they will laugh because they know how we all get, get down. each other. Yeah, this is it, man. This is family right here. So let's go back to your fears. Do you have any? Uh, do I have any fears? Yes. Um now I do. Now you yeah, do. Yeah, now I do. Okay. And because I have uh, a, a little son? one now. Mm-hmm. And I have a fear of not, you know, doing everything I can do to make sure he's okay. You know, before, mm-hmm. hey, if I die, I die. You know, mm-hmm. that was my mentality. You know, I'm gonna do everything, whatever I can do, and after that, you know, whatever God decides. Mm-hmm. But now I think about 
you know, things like that. Security, you know, happiness. Um, happiness is a big one. Happiness is a really big one because we tend to uh, forget or not even realize that our space that we're in mentally really affects our children. Mm-hmm. So you make it a conscious effort to be as happy as you can. Is that what you're saying? To show up for your son? Or are you saying you just uh, make sure that you're happy with him? I'm trying to understand the happiness part. The happiness part is, you know, making sure I'm there for him to be in a stable home. Okay. Where everything is being taken care of. Have a normal life, not a complicated life. Okay. That's okay. a that's that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure you put on yourself. I was just about to say that. That's a lot of pressure you put That's on a life. lot of pressure. Yeah. What is a normal life? Right, because that's what a normal life is a kid in a home like which I grew up, you know, you, your responsibility was to go to school, get good grades. Make something out of yourself in the future. Okay. Gotcha. You know, okay. complicated life as a kid trying to be a parent or, you know, trying to. Oh, okay. Fend for themselves. Right. You right. Know, okay. Gotcha. We spoke and, about that in, in, the, in the previous episode. And yeah. Losing track of, you know, the normality of life. Yeah. And it's crazy you say that because <laughs> it's crazy you say that because the other day there was a. Um, an arrest at work, and it was a, um, a a juvenile, like kid, sixteen, two kids, one sixteen, one seventeen, and the seventeen year old kid, uh, he spit in the face of um, one of our officers or whatever, and of course he was placed under arrest for that. But as they were being processed, just the way these kids spoke, like just like like the the level of disrespect was crazy, and of course, we didn't entertain it. We know they're children, but it was like they didn't know they were children. Hmm. So where I grew up, you know, doing some adult stuff, like, you know, some adult stuff, girls and stuff like that early, but not like never disrespecting an adult, like never mm-hmm. never just like cursing in front of an adult. Like that was just something you didn't do because that's how my mother raised me. Like you never, we never cursed in front of adults. Like if we, we cursed, but- it was just our little crew, and mm-hmm. if, but this, the, just the disrespect these kids had, and I'm just like, yo, this 16 year old boy, this 17 year old boy, they don't even know their kids. Like it, it, the, the things they were saying about their parents. Oh fuck my parents! I don't give a fuck. Call them, but like, and I was and, what? And I was just about to say that like it gets confusing. <laughs> like if you are forced to become an adult, mm-hmm. if you are forced to deal with life situations before you can even mentally fathom what's going on or even process it, you do psych your mind to believe that you are an adult. You do psych your mind to believe, like, if I'm fending for myself, if I'm going to get money, anyway, if I'm going to get money, if I'm feeding myself, if I have a roof over my head, not that I'm paying the bills, but if I'm making sure that I have a roof over my head, I am an adult to a child. That's that's what they consider an adult. So when they see someone else, it doesn't matter what the age is. They're not talking about respecting elders. It's like you want to see me as you want to be seen. It's unfortunate, but 
I definitely get how the mind is psyched to believe that you are older than you are because of the responsibilities that is placed on you. The shit is sad though, man. Like, and and I think that's that's part of the problem with the community in which we serve. Right. Because I don't want to say about the world, but the community in which we serve is like you have children fending for themselves, doing adult things, and it's fucking them up. Right. Like it's it's fucking them up. Like some of them, some of them get saved. I guess like wake up one day at thirty. Like you know what? Damn, now I'm an adult. Like and Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. wasted Mm -hmm. all my childhood years where you're supposed to experience things. Your first love, your first kiss, your first trip, your first whatever. Um, it's like you're speeding through trying to get everything, and and it just that that was one of my. Biggest cultural shocks coming to that's what I want to talk about. Go, go, you know, coming into an urban society, you know, it's very different, you know, as far as structure, as far as culture and respect, Mm -hmm. it's very different, you know. As a police officer, I I try my best not to deal with juveniles because. The level of res- disrespect, like he said, is 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 really bad, and I guess it also enables them because they know you can't really do nothing. Mm. You know, what can you do to me? I'm a Jew now. Right, you know? the penalties are nothing. Exactly. Much. So there's mm. no repercussions, and you have a system that won't allow you to discipline your kids, but will discipline your kids for you <laughs> if. That's big. You know, That's big. They do something wrong. So, or discipline you because you didn't exa- discipline them. Exactly. Yeah, you can't discipline so, them. Yes. It's a double-edged sword. Right. And, you know, it's, 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 it's horrible. You know, like, growing up, I, I was, should I say I feared my father? Mm-hmm. But it was out of respect. Mm. Right. I couldn't just go up to him and speak to him. I used to speak to my mother. Half of the time. That's mm-hmm. that's how much it's like, you know, I'm not going to him with no nonsense. If right, I don't right. if if I have to question it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not going to him with that nonsense, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of being quiet and just listening is is is, is obedience, you know. Mm. But here everybody says whatever they think, you know, they act however they want. So many kids on medication because they have, you know, behavioral problems, mm-hmm. learning Bullshit. problems. And, Bullshit. and right. you know, sometimes my wife and I sit down like, oh, people back home, you know, this kid was bad as hell, but they just whooped his ass till, <laughs> you know, he got good. And he grew up to be, you know, a better person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He wasn't put on no medication, diagnosed mm-hmm. with nothing. But here it's like. Get a pill for everything. Exactly. So yeah. sometimes business. you know, that's business. Me. That's when, it. when when people say the system, I I I understand it because I see the difference. You know, there's there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences. differences you know, but you can see which ones are not really necess- necessarily to be used, but it's a means to, I guess, money. Everything is about money here. So. That's that's just that's just how it goes. Um, for like I've never been to Ghana, and I don't know how you Ghana will, was. You will be. Sir, yes, please. I hope I'm ready. 
30 years ago. I can't. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm down. That's, that's. But my my question is, and I'm sure people are questioning, what was life like? Like, what was like housing like? What was like the open fire joke? Like, what was life like? Like, was it, is it a city? Is it, is it, is it the same as here, but just with different levels of respect and culture? Uh, let me and, put it like this to you. Anything you want in America, you can find in Ghana. Tenfolds. Okay. And that was during your childhood, because my childhood many, many, many years ago was a little different. Like, I, I mean, I didn't have social media and access to things, I mean, probably because it wasn't invented yet. But yeah. so I'm just trying to figure out, like, when you were growing up, like, what was your neighborhood like? Like, was it? Split level homes, bi level homes, colonial homes. What 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 was the? All right. Well, growing up, if now that I understand America better, growing up in Ghana, if anybody from America looked at me, they'll look at me as a rich from a rich family mm-hmm. because the way we build houses, you know, ownership. Property is very different. Mm-hmm. You know, back home, you buy a piece of land, you build your house to your taste, right. how, how big you want it, how tall you want it, how wide you want it. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so we had a. a you can say it. <laughs> you can say it. It would be considered a mansion. <laughs> you live on a compound. It, right. You know, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you can say fenced, Two-story building, you know, and later on, my father built a guest house, which was another two-story building, you know, six rooms. We had living room. Everybody had their own room, you know. We had the fish pond, you know. So fish pond? Gated everything. So. I didn't have a fishbowl growing up. It's different, a, but... a whole pond. But a whole pond with fish. Compared to... Other classes, we were basically the middle class. Mm-hmm. Oh, so in Africa, there's really a middle class. There's really a middle like, class. Like a real middle class. Not yeah. like they say it's a middle class here when you're just barely making it. Yeah, they have a middle class and then they have the rich who, you know, are either into some type of politics or own some type of business or, you know, inheritance or whatever, you know. And then you have the really poor. Really, really poor. And I've seen all three. Like okay. I've I'm I've glad seen you saw in all three. Yeah, because... I've seen all three. Just connecting. I've never been to Ghana. Um I can't wait to go to Ghana. But just like when I decided to open up these schools and having to connect with these countries and these communities and the parliaments and and having to see the the breakdown of lower class, middle class and mm-hmm. it, yeah, the people it the humbled people. this shit out of me, yeah. one. And two, I felt like um oh I don't I don't know anything. Like that was no. that was my th- it was like a check in on myself like oh okay the world is so much bigger than America. Yeah. The world is so much bigger than New Jersey. Um, and I love it. And that's why I, I love, love traveling, because the more you travel, the the broader your horizon. Your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're open to different things and new things, and you realize, like, oh, you know, they say America is the greatest nation, but 
you know, you go to Singapore and you're like, America is dirty. Like, mm-hmm. oh, New York is disgusting, mm-hmm. but that's the greatest city. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the Big Apple. And it's it's just different everywhere. But, you know, certain things are into play where, you know, as far as knowledge, you only get what you're fed. So right. people are used to seeing the commercials with the kids. Uh, uh, with the uh, flies flying around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mind you, there are people driving Bentleys mm-hmm. and, right. you know, whatever you want to call it, have bigger homes and bigger mansions. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a different lifestyle. And I think going to Africa is one of the most expensive destinations to go to. You know, as far as plane ticket, as far as, you know, hotels and, you know, because everything that is normal here is almost like a luxury there, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody, you know, a lot of people have their own homes. So right. for you to stay in a hotel, that means you're looking for luxury and right. they will give you luxury, but it's going to cost you like $300 a night, you know, versus you can go to... DR and you well, know. No, not, not, not today you get <laughs> watch your mouth the, the, watch pri- your mouth. the price the price for DR right now is a little <laughs> steep <laughs> and people paying with their lives over there now you got to be careful gosh. and you know it'll be way much cheaper it's closer to you know right. America so thank you for listening to No Ops Podcast we hope you enjoyed our tiny space but we also hope you'll take two seconds out of your time to subscribe, like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your community, go to work, let them know all about us. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.